And welcome to another episode of Swimming with the Fish. I am Crutch, and as always, I am joined by my partners in crime, my my good, good friends, the Chief and the Goon. Chief, how are you this evening? Still alive. We made it through another week, sir. Yeah, some people can't say that, but I can. That is true. There have been uh, some some notable uh, disappearances from the uh, land of the living. Uh, Goon, luckily, is not one of them. He is still here with us in in uh, full fit and figure. How are you, sir? I I am alive and well. I got a haircut today. Fantastic. From the fine, from the fine folks at Hair FX in uh, in Montgomery County, a small oh, you family. You, you didn't go to San Francisco. I did not. You know. You know. But I had. Um, you know, we don't have a nickname for the uh, young woman who cuts my hair. We have to find one for her. Something Be- nice, because I'm sure she's a nice person. She's a very nice person. And, and, I mean, you know, she told me horror stories about how the restrictions here in the People's Republic are killing her business. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I mean, there was, when I'm in there getting my hair cut, they can't have anybody else in the shop. One person. Yeah, because so, that's uh-huh. really efficient for business. That's Not only is that ridiculous, but I would like to clarify, as the news did, uh, mm-hmm. the person of who we are besmirging out in California only mm-hmm. got a shampoo and blow dry, but not the hair was cut per the reports. Well, you tend not to cut wigs, so there's that. But do you really wash wigs and blow dry them? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. The snakes on her head don't like being cut. There is more evidence uh, being purported that Medusa was actually an African female. And because of the way that the hair gets when it is wet and can be knotted, that is why they refer to it as snakes. I I meant no disrespect to the African nation. I will retract my comment. Can I still make fun of the woman in San Francisco? I mean, yeah, but I I just thought that was some. Well, if you want to, you can just call her that that woman who left Baltimore. You know, you know that 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 thing. That's a whole different case of crazy. Yeah, tell me about it. That thing. Oh, folks. Yeah, that thing. You know, the thing. Come on, man. <laughs> Do we have? Does it? Does it have to every? Does it always have to be like this? Does it always have to be like this? That we, devol- yes. that we devolve into making fun of uh, of uh, certain candidates? Yes, it does have to. All right, so we can... Uh, why do we have to make fun? This isn't that... El- at what point is it elder abuse? At what point? It uh, been at elder the point abuse. they nominated him. It's been elder abuse the whole time, Chief. Uh, and you know I, I honestly and truly feel that way. Because it's, it's not fair. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair when... You have a person come up and have the the backbone to hold up the piece of paper and say, I was told to read this, but I got to keep it 100. And God bless her. <laughs> I am so proud of her. I mean, you know, I want to speak the truth and you need to know the truth. And he, he just looked completely dumbfounded. And, and notice there was no talking after that. <laughs> they no, they no. cut her off. For those of you who don't know, there's an event... Uh, the presidential candidate from the Democrat Party, one former senator, former vice president, Joe Biden, uh, was uh, taking questions from the handful of people who were there. And uh, apparently they were all given the questions ahead of time. Makes it easier, you know. 
why, why think up a question yourself when you can read the one they told you to read? Well, this young lady was having none of that. And um, she told him, I, uh, I can't read this. I'll, I, I believe I can find the link for that. So that'll be easy. Um, I'll put that in the show links. But um, yeah, <laughs> room got kind of awkward. Fast. But Fast. You, yeah. and, and she's she is she was a BLM supporter, which is why I try to tell people that uh, there's there's two factions that I see constantly quarreling. There's the ones who are actually peacefully protesting, trying to, as Crutch loves, raise awareness of certain things coming to light of, you know, realistically how the training manual for officers and how they're supposed to respond to certain situations could be altered and should be altered. And then we have the insane people who are, or they're using this as a, a, a cover to do whatever they want to do. Or as we just had in DC, uh, the, the man who was, uh, the, the gangbanger who was shot and what is an officer supposed to do in a split second once they saw the weapon and they wanted to riot over that and everyone said this is a very bad idea because he clearly didn't listen had a weapon and they were trying to say well the weapon was a hundred feet so you know that was a really long toss from where he was and it's like so he was strong so <laughs> like uh, or where are you measuring it from because when he went down, he, he started rolling away from the direction that he threw it. It's like, you have to make an excuse for everything. You had a weapon and the police are there. Guess what? You have two choices, and I think there are only two. You do with the weapon what the officer tells you, or you get shot. Right. Well, Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Well, that's different. If, because playing a stupid game... Like, they, the police were called for a person with gun. So they're mm -hmm. already on edge. So that's, mm -hmm. that's strike one. Doesn't matter what your color. <laughs> Whoever arises the suspicion is in trouble. Two people ran. Three people didn't. The people who didn't, they could have had guns too. But mm -hmm. they did not have the suspicion. The people who ran did. So you've got strike one, person with gun. Strike two, person running. So now mm -hmm. you have, I mean, Chris... Rock said it very clearly. If you make the police run, a beatdown is coming with them <laughs> as soon as they catch you. If you pull out the gun, I mean, if he had stopped and then and they found the gun on him, then of course, depending he, he would on, have been arrested with possession. But they so you don't know that. I mean, that's that's speculation because we have seen police officers freak out, uh, specifically Philando Castillo, who is like the only person the NRA had like had to come to his family's defense because he didn't do anything. He followed the orders and they still shot him. And and they shot him with the, you know, woman and kid in the car with him. It it was terrible. That kind of stuff is terrible and those kind of police shouldn't yes, exist. It is. Right. But Yeah, it, I'm not defending all police. Don't get me wrong. I know that, you know, like any profession, you've got people who are not doing the profession correctly. You know, it's why doctors have to get malpractice insurance because some of them do some horrible things. 
sometimes people pick a career in life because they want to have power over others. But you, sometimes those people are bigots and racists. This and here's another thing that okay, so the person who in Kenosha who got shot four times in the back, mm-hmm. but but was less than ten feet away, and there were clearly seven seven shots. How how does that happen when this guy who was running he's running turns around? It's like almost an anime style thing where he turns, <laughs> pulls his weapon, puts both hands on, fires once is able to get a clean center mass shot and then puts his gun away and looks for the weapon. Didn't fire multiple times. Uh, He was right on target. When someone who was less than 10 feet firing into someone's back was unable to hit the target every time. That that is poor training. I'm not saying I wanted the, the, the man to be killed. But yeah, that is, that's wrong. The reason you want to have you have target um, training, marksmanship, if you will, is so that you have to fire less rounds so that the public will be safer in case you do have to fire your weapon. Right. Because every round that doesn't hit the target goes somewhere. And you don't want it like, you know, flying through a window and injuring somebody who was like, you know, cooking dinner. I mean, you you have people who don't understand when you talk about uh, hollow point uh, rounds. Oh, well, we should make those illegal. Really? So you want to make firearms less safe? Yes, punching holes in people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the hollow point will stop first thing it hits. Even drywall. I haven't, uh, I haven't tried this. But I know my, my 22 rounds are not hollow points. And I don't think they have enough force to, to go through. I haven't tried I, it. I was... <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that's a little different. I'm pretty sure that isn't going to go as far. I mean, it won't go through uh, a, a 2 by 4 Correct. But a thirty-eight will. Well, uh, one of the things that we noticed, which I'm actually going to look into, uh, as as I was telling Crutch, the, uh, the armor came. And the reason why I keep saying I'm telling Crutch is because throughout the day... Uh, we will we will chat, and the goon uh, always seems to be incredibly busy. And during he's a lunch, busy man. during lunch, I cannot tell you how much work he gets done. It's amazing. Yes, uh, <laughs> I don't got no ti- I don't got no time to be jibber jabbering on the internet. I mean, there are multiple reasons why we can't tell you how much work he actually gets done. Because it's true. <laughs> oh, that was that was not that was Mr. a Goon's compliment. <laughs> Mr. Goon's contributions to the organization cannot be measured. That's right. I mean, he deals <laughs> he deals with the Hitler Youth, and uh, that that alone. I can't tell you how much work he gets done. <laughs> oh, if you were constantly bothered, which I know sometimes does happen to you, mm. then then how much can you get done? I know that. When I hear ridiculous things spouted out, whether it be about Catholicism or baptism equals uh, salvation, all my work stops. <laughs> you know, I will stop <laughs> mid keystroke and stand up and go, "What did you just say?" <laughs> and and was thus, that was that who I think it was? It probably if, if okay. because <laughs> we were we uh, were when when I was discussing uh, the apocalypse and the. Uh, the horsemen who were coming and all that and I said here's how this situation would fit what we're currently dealing with 
And the Rush will be on the white horse. And well, I did not mention this. Okay. But someone said, <laughs> "Well, I did this, so I'm okay." And I and I said that has nothing to do with it. That is that is a proclamation of other stuff that you uh, would have had to do. Did you do those things? Because and I only ask you this because you are professing that you are X. And then I looked to T two. Who, mm-hmm. who, as you know, has a book. She's a PK, right? Isn't she? Uh, I preacher's kid. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If I thought it, she told me that one time. Her dad might be a pastor. I'm not sure. Yeah. Regardless, she has a book, mm-hmm. and I and <laughs> I said, and she can correct me, and she goes, "No, that that sounds right." <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, "I'm I'm going to stop listening because." Uh, you know, at at one point I came up to the pulpit and I was like, the Lord said. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you get 30 minutes a week, but just a taste of the level and depth of knowledge that the chief has on a plethora of subjects. It is wide it, and it deep. is my distinct honor and pleasure to bask in this level of deep thought and knowledge hours a day I truly consider myself blessed and I am not being facetious or sarcastic I have learned more about the nature of everything from listening to the chief thank you very much I didn't have anything on the quantum mechanics that you were pulling out though well okay so I just Okay, let's be honest. Quantum mechanics is is uh, spooky actions at a distance. Einstein didn't understand it. We're pretty sure it was God's final little tweak in our nose going, I'm going to do this, they'll never figure it out. That's the way I look at it. I know they like puzzles, so I'm going to give them a big one. Exactly. It's, it's a ginormous jigsaw puzzle with every piece painted blue. Well, slowly we're getting it. So eventually that might that, might happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that was the I think that was the plan. Or the the hourglass will just run out of time. <laughs> oh, so close. <laughs> I know, really. Or I, the simulation uh, will end and we'll all get shut down. Because let's be honest, one of the suggestions is this is all just one big sim. And deja batteries? Vu. Well, no. See, uh, they they recently discovered that deep within the structure of matter, apparently there is the same structure of error correcting code that we use in modern networks. Uh oh. So why does reality explains error a lot. correcting code? So, you know, maybe deja vu like in the Matrix, maybe deja vu is a glitch in the Matrix. So I'm just saying friend, We're giving our friend Darth Gator plenty of deep topics to write on. Yeah, speaking of uh Darth Gator, uh uh Detective Nico, when I went to go see him and I mentioned uh- what you stated, he he uh-huh. he said, and I quote, "You make the assumption that I actually read that." Wow. Oh my goodness! So, oh my, Darth, you're gonna have to get this corrected. Yeah, I was like, I, well, "Well, all right." Then. I am I am reading uh, 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 Darth Gator's uh, uh, fine blog, Kessel Junkie, which I sent to my uh, my cohorts in crime here, and and he is a good writer. I like what he's put out there. I, I have to admit, I did enjoy the mustard story, which I will include a link to. The the mustard story was probably my favorite. He has something about Batman and Robin that I haven't read that appeared yesterday or today 
that has the 1966 Batman and Robin on the front. So I'm definitely going to read that. Right. That could be very Because that's, that's the only Batman. <laughs> uh, you know, thanks. To... <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, that was just targeted. <laughs> set, it... set the fuse, the timer. Boom. Go. Yep. Yep. I'm hiding down behind the uh, behind the wall now waiting for the explosion. Uh, there's there are compilation videos of every voice actor for uh, Batman, the Joker, etc. Superman, mm -hmm. you know, the people who have had, whether it be radio show, I mean, there's stuff that I didn't even know existed. And some of the people that had done the voices, I didn't know had done them. And I'm not talking about, like, Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger or people who played him, because Cesar Romero wasn't on there. I'm talking just voices. Of, oh, yeah. Or the cartoon characters, or right. the Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is the quintessential animated Joker. But you know that uh, Brent Spiner was actually the Joker at one point. Really, I did yeah. not. Know That's that. pretty cool, right? And you wouldn't unless you went through one of these things because it's he his play on him was very much like Hamill's. So there are three there are three people that sound that like mimicked his version of the Joker. Then you had some people where their deep, gravelly voice uh, couldn't possibly match it. And it's uh, it's Brave and the Bold, I think. It, it, it was one of, the, one of the animated series where the Joker kind of looks like uh, a Rastafarian. And yeah. it was a black dude. And it was like, yeah, his voice, I don't think his voice is capable of doing what Hamels does. But, you know, it... You can see where he attempts it, where high-pitched laughs, but everything else is quite, you know, it was, it was did weird. You, did you know that Mark Hamill was also the voice of Chucky? Which one? The doll, the first movie. Okay, the first movie, because Chucky's yeah. had, like, yeah. nine yeah. versions. Yeah, uh, he has quite a few. The yeah. Bride of Chucky Returns and all of those. Right. All I know is that Mark Hamill was in The Giver, and at that point, I didn't know who he was anymore. Be because the Giver, yes, that I was. Remember the Giver, the the original one. Yes. Well, not I don't. I don't. Not MacGyver, the T H E Giver, G Y V E R. Yeah, it's I have a, no idea what that is. It's an anime. It was an anime turned live action, which had you know J J uh, Walker in it, and and I I a tear shed, but the uh the the martial arts that were done in it were mm -hmm. so impractical that it created something called the Giver Kick, which is where <laughs> you you miss with your with your attacking leg, and mm -hmm. then uh, you sweep with the other leg, but because your your uh, the rotations are going in the wrong direction, it is mm -hmm. almost not not completely but almost impossible to land the kick without falling on your back. So if you're watching something like uh, Undisputed. Two through eighteen with uh, Yuri Boyka as the lead. Mm -hmm. Every time you see him miss with his kick and his other leg, the like toe goes in the guy's nose and he's on his back and he does a kip up to get up. That is the Giver kick, and it wow. is it is a ridiculous thing. And he says this has no practical value in in the real world, but it was so ridiculous that everyone does it just to show that, yes, I'm physically capable. There's n no wires used or anything like that. There's also a person called the Ginger Ninja, and uh, he's, he's like a... redhead? 
he's a redheaded taekwondo expert and then there's uh, another uh ginger stuntman su super but they're two guys and i mean they have incredible flexibility dexterity and uh height when they do their kicks he can do it where he he will do it and he'll land on the leg that he kicked with Whoa. so so i mean when you Yikes. see it this dude is like jumping five feet in the air so he's got he's got ridiculous hang time it's, it's it's good stuff if you're if you're ever looking for that wow i was just happy with a uh, british police drama that i saw some taekwondo in this week that i thought was pretty good that i actually had that uh, hurricane asked me she goes well would you actually do that i go not not that tornado kick at the end <laughs> <laughs> so and she's like why i'm like here because you know, this was a uh, knife threatening this uh, woman, uh, and she's in classic uh, uh, um, sparring stance, and she disarms the knife hand, and then she does a spinning elbow to the temple, which it, in in reality fights over then, right? But then she did a tornado kick to kind of because it looks so good on camera. Do you, Do you know who that was? The woman who did it. Yes. Uh, I can get you the name. Uh, the show is called Death in Paradise, and it's season nine. So it's the female lead in season nine. Or her stunt double. It, I don't think it was her stunt double, actually. Because, um, like I said, the only thing that I would do different that Sensei Nico tells us to do mm -hmm. is is if I if they needed something else after the spinning elbow you're right there I might as well grab the back of the head and give him a knee right to the face I mean I'm right there I don't need a fancy kick Elizabeth Bergine she is the uh, up until season 8 she was the person oh okay tell me who else you have that's that's probably why he specifically called out season 9 correct well yes okay I yes. googled season 9 and that's what I got so you know who, uh, Who's in Death in Paradise season nine cast? Ardell O'Hannon, okay, who plays uh, Jack Mooney, right? He's, Elizabeth Bergine plays he's... Catherine Bourdais. Okay, that it's not Catherine. Who plays Madeline? Madeline, Madeline. Oh, where are you, Madeline? Uh, Odd Lega Stelloy Stelois. That's her. Okay. Wow, that's a mouthful. So, if you think that she's decent, as as I was mentioning, Mr. Adkins before, uh, he interviews people, and one of the people he interviewed was Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, I remember her. And uh, she went; they went over uh, her fight scenes and all the stuff because, of course, him being a a martial artist who turned actor as well mm -hmm. they were going over how on earth like she did she did splits onto a wall and they're like how did you fall since how did you not fall since it was 90 degrees and she was going over that she also went over the uh uh like she was a forums champion and yeah, she's 63 years <clears throat> old now uh wow. and she's she's doing very well for being 63 years old i'll i'll tell you that yeah but uh she was a forms champion, and the person she beat in the form, uh, mm -hmm. that woman hated her guts, but 
uh, the, the way that she just lives her life, she basically uh, suggested her for a movie because she knew that she knew how to use uh, iron whips. And, mm. and one of the things that uh, she said was, I'm not going to lose to this girl. That was like in her contract, the girl who had the whip. Mm-hmm. So what happened is they had their fight scene and she ran off thinking that, th- you know, that would be the end of the scene. Her stunt double comes in and then gets like kicked off the balcony and dies. And <laughs> she said, uh, I don't know if she knew that happened, but when she saw the movie, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> but she got paid anyway. So if the check still a- cashes, <laughs> then you're exactly. I thought that was funny. And, uh, the latest one was a guy named, uh, Benny Urquidez, uh, Benny the Jet Urquidez, and uh, it, it's, it's there's a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't know about him, but one of the things that he mentions there's a Urquidez or Rodriguez Urquidez Urquidez yeah. U R Q I U I yes yes now I found him. this guy I've th- seen him before he is uh, like uh, who is it uh, Michael Jai White and other martial arts will basically say this guy is the uh, the closest actor to a real like cage fighter that you're ever going to see like who's just mm-hmm. top up down one of the best and he had a right. he had a movie with Jackie Chan called uh Wheels on Meals hmm. and he said during that fight uh this was back when Jackie Chan could not speak any English mm-hmm. and Jackie Chan told him uh that uh, he asked him to see like just how good he was and he he like he he's he's known for a spinning back kick and he hit the pad and it knocked the wind out of the guy holding the pad so uh for those of us who know that you know these pads are really cushioned and for you to be able to exert the amount of force necessary to knock the wind out of someone holding the pad it's it's pretty strong so then that's impressive yes mr chan goes all right, we want this to be the most realistic, so we're going to have to hit each other. And the mm-hmm. c- contract clause was, you can hit Mr. Chan, just not in the face. And he can hit you everywhere. And <laughs> and so in the fights, they're getting hit. And Benny was saying he would have to ice down because he was getting hit in the face so much. And, uh, and he said that, uh, he, of course, this guy was known for his kicks that he, when he was kicking Jackie Chan, you'll notice that it's a split take because he would kick Chan. Chan <laughs> would lose <laughs> everything that was in his stomach. He'd have to compose himself <laughs> and then go, all right, I'm good. Let's, let's, let's keep going. And, and the staff was getting angry about how hard he was kicking him. And Chan said, no, it's fine. Cause, and there was one point in the fight where he was supposed to dodge left and he, and he went right. And Benny's fist was an inch from his face, <laughs> oh. and he and he stopped it. And at that point, Chan said, "All right, I can trust you with uh, all the fight scenes." So they did not choreograph. Basically, Chan would say, "I'm going to do this. Uh, have a response for it," and that's how they fought. Wow, oh, that's cool. That is uh, so. I just thought that is amazing stuff. I'm sure people who uh, just want to. To learn about how stuff is is done, and this dude is ancient now. Urquidez is, I mean, he looks yeah as crypt keeper as he is, but right, <laughs> his hairline is like back to his ears. Yeah, it's it's amazing, but it shows him when he was young, and oh, oh yeah, 
it's, it's he all. actually worked on the movie uh, with Jackie Chan, um, I think, as an assistant. Or as a, 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 you remember the movie Dragon Blade? I do not. I don't either. Oh my goodness, you guys haven't seen Dragon Blade. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't okay. remember that title. So, so Jackie Chan. Here, I will. It's so much easier if I just get it up on this shared screen we have that we can share stuff. This is a movie that came out in uh, 2015, and it starred Jer- uh, Jackie Chan and Adrian Brody and John Cusack. Okay, so John Cusack is the head of a Roman legion who has made it down the Silk Road to a specific. I saw that. Uh, key. You've seen the movie, right? Okay. Yeah, at, at the end, it's Brody versus Chan. Exactly. Yeah, I remember And, and quite an impressive fight scene, by the way. Uh, you know, I was, I was impressed with the, uh, with the uh, blade skills of uh, Brody. He put some time into it. But, um, yeah, that was a good movie. Um, but uh, from what I'm reading here, uh, your guy Jet actually worked on that movie with Jackie. I probably got him the job. Who knows? At this, there's a lot of... Once, once you're known and you're good, the, apparently oh. he, uh, <laughs> his whole reason for getting into stuff was because he saw, like Bruce Lee in Florida, and he was like, "I got to spar with this guy," and they said, "Well, you're not skilled enough." So he becomes a world champion and beats everyone in kickboxing. He says, "Am I good enough now?" And they're like, "No, nah, you don't have enough experience." So he goes, he goes international and then uh, a, a higher weight class, and he mm-hmm. was in uh, the Green Hornet, and he was the one who was fighting him. And oh. and he was saying, he was saying it's not it wasn't the power of Bruce Lee, but it was that he was so fast that you weren't sure what you got hit with or where it was going to come from next. And if you look, Arquita's uh, his main thing is power. He will right. power and accuracy. But he said it doesn't matter if you can't land it because you you don't know because he's not there. <laughs> and it's and. As I mean, if you go and you actually like slow motion uh, Bruce Lee stuff, one of the things that he was always talking about is like, in order to get power, you punch like an arrow. You draw it back and you go forward. And what he would do is he would do flickers where it's not going back and forward. It was your his lead hand. He would leap in and he would just extend. And, and then he would bring it back to a defensive position. So at that point, a person was hit, and then he can go for his actual attack because now you're reacting to getting tapped. Which, you know, as everyone, if you get punched, then you start defending where you got punched. Or, if you've ever watched any other fight, <laughs> the, the second attack, oh, he left it open. Well, now I'll just uh, attack there even harder, and that's how people get knocked out. It is, it is very fun, at least for me to hear the psychological you know things going on in people's heads when it's like i'm going to do this oh man he hit me he hit me three times i got hit five times and i think i was still lifting my leg to get the first attack off (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of people say the same thing about uh jet jet lee with the speed issue just even now you know he's a lot older crazy i'm sorry i interrupted you go ahead go no, I was saying it's a holiday weekend this weekend. You guys got any special plans? Doing anything? Um, yeah, you driving anywhere, Crutch? Yeah, uh, probably doing a short drive back to the dealership tomorrow. I just oh. got my vehicle back out after 23 days in the shop. And how was and, that? Uh, well, 
Let's see. Uh, on top of everything else, apparently I've lost my house keys. So, um, I did buy a ticket for tonight's uh, Mega Man. So if I'm not on the show next week, you'll know why. Of course, then again, these two won't be there either because we'll be splitting the money. Um, that's a deal. That's but now we have it on tape. There you go. And, okay. and we, so, I mean, so we could you... have a we could have a uh, a studio by that time. Oh heck that's yeah, true. that'd be awesome. That's true. You, yeah, you know, your your car experience was terrible. Yes, Mike, thank uh, you. Thank you, I noticed. <laughs> Goon, Goonchild's experience was, uh, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, her battery died. Last year at this time, her, her alternator she's, she's died. Well, that's true. And uh, uh, she called me uh, uh, just the other day uh, while you were... She does. Um, that's nice. Isn't she, it? She, she, uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> How you to know, get the goon a... off message, <laughs> chapter one. That's a, I feel like Joe Biden now. I just, I have no idea what the teleprompter says. You know, that, that thing. Did you guys see the spot Come on, on man. The what? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, Let's anyway, my experience was we got the car fixed. It was the starter. She got it towed. She got rides to where she needed to go, and it got all fixed just the way it's supposed to work for a price that I would agree is a fair price. So I don't know the name of the shop in South Carolina. I'll get it and we can promote them next, uh, next week. But, but they did a fine job. Good people. Unlike, Good people the, South Carolina. unlike the people that you dealt with. Yes, the people I've dealt with. Well, okay, so so basically, um, for those of you who have not been up on the trials and tribulations of my Ford Escape, my 2019 Ford Escape, um, this is the third major um, trip to the service shop. The first one was a recall, which required them to replace the entire um, engine block. The second time was a um, replace the turbocharger, and uh, this time they basically had to replace um, pretty much Every- everything having to do with timing. Yeah. Everything now, else. Well, it feels like it because um, they replaced a lot of parts. But here's why the timing thing went bad, as described to me by the employee from Ford. Apparently, there is, in fact, a screw that holds the timing assembly in place. Is and this in like the words, in, in, inside the engine? Yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, apparently, and this is, this is their, their wording, not mine, it was either over-torqued or under-torqued, meaning the last time the engine was worked on, they didn't put it back together correctly and um, it uh, basically worked itself loose and was then uh, shredding itself and depositing filings all over the place which then fouled up a whole bunch of other parts which ended up with the whole timing system going south yikes so uh, and because Ford spent all this time shutting down their factories and making ventilators that nobody needed um they don't have a lot of parts on hand in the entire United States for Ford Escapes, apparently, which is why it took 23 days to get my vehicle fixed. But now that it's quote-unquote fixed, um, as I'm driving home, as I was telling Goon prior uh, before the show started, uh, for those of you who might be uh, fans of old World War II movies, uh, if you are familiar with the sound that a P-38 Mustang makes... That wonderful kind of noise that the engine makes. Yeah, that's what my my escape is making now. So, so I you like be, that? 
No, well, no. It it seems to be running fine, but I was told specifically if you hear any weird noises, bring it back. So I will be back tomorrow. So excited. I wonder what rental vehicle I'll get next time. Maybe a tank. Oh boy. A tank, huh? Good times. I would love to drive a tank. Forget the whole car thing. I would love to just find a place where I could go drive a tank. Like a Sherman. Nice. Not not huge. A Sherman would be nice. <laughs> I was thinking you'd have, like, going down the beltway, you'd have an M1A1 Abrams. Yes, with a sign on it that I'm here to kick butt and chew bubblegum. Exactly. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Please let me know in uh, in uh, the, uh, the Twitter space if you know the reference to that movie. Just all saying. Right. <laughs> all right, well, uh, we, we survived. Uh, there's only... There's only what like uh six more weeks to survive six to to eight before we get to see the the american apocalypse so hopefully everyone is having fun in between that time and if you would like to have some uh some shopping advice you can listen to this word from our sponsors tonight's episode brought to you in part by Darth Gator's Condiment Shop. Let Mr. Gator provide you with the finest toppings for your barbecue feast. Ketchup, mayonnaise of all types, and especially mustard. Stone ground, spicy brown, common yellow, and his personal favorite, Dijon. I mean, come on, it's from France, and Darth Gator has selected it especially for you. Shop in person or online at IHateDijon.com. And election night. Tune in to the political hijinks, suicidal pollsters, and outright fraud as you-know-who and you-know-that-thing. Come on, man. Battle it out for leader of the best part of the universe. The boys from Swimming with the Fish may even join you by providing their unique insights. We have plenty of popcorn. And cars. Can't live with them? Can't live without them. Either the manufacturer wastes your time in endless gyrations of warranty repairs which take time and build your aggravation. Or, stuff keeps breaking over and over. Like the same stuff. Like the starting and charging system. Just saying. 